It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is reception. Reception. The show. Tank Dell to the Texans. I thought was uh, what a great backstory uh, that one is, right? Because Tank Dell um, uh, basically was working with C.J. Stroud, and and and, and you know they. Text back and forth, and and I guess helped get Tank Dell to, to Houston. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Um, that, that CJ Stroud was like, "All right, you're gonna make me the second pick in the draft. You're gonna make me happy, and you're gonna get me Tank Dell." Um, <laughs> right, exactly. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I I didn't know that that um, yeah, I didn't know that they had that big of a bond. But that's pretty. Neither, hey, that's yeah. a good start. That's a good start uh, to your yes. to your to your Texans career having the the new quarterback be that excited about you. Um. I like Tank Dell, right? Like, I think this one makes a lot of sense because, you know, he's a small guy. We know that. Hey, yes. he doesn't even have to move, right? He didn't even have to get a real time. I know. Uh, he he played at Houston. <laughs> That's crazy. Come on. But, yeah, smaller player. Um, he, he was in the slot um, for 58.6% of his reception perception sampled snaps, was in the backfield as a pre-snap motion guy, 4.8%. I think he's probably going to be – a speed slot receiver for them, um, you know, for sure. I, I don't think you're asking uh, Tank Dell at that size to, uh, to line up outside, but we know what he can do. He can take the top off, and I think they kind of needed guys to take the top off, right? Like you look at his route chart, post routes, corner routes, nine routes, all really successful. He shows you an ability on comebacks and curls to work back to the quarterback. Um, so maybe he could be a vertical flanker receiver, but yeah, I definitely think they're going to add there they're going to ask him to run option routes and take the top off from the slot. And, you know, you just think about CJ Stroud's relationship with um, Jackson Smith and Jigba on the field in 2021. A lot of those same routes I think will be, um, will be tank Dell's. Now tank Dell's got to get better about working the middle of the field. He's got to get his routes need to be sharper, crisper, more precise on digs and slants in order to be a high volume player. I don't know if he's ever going to be a high volume player at that size, but I think from a Texan standpoint, it makes sense. Like, you have Nico Collins, who Nico Collins, big kind of a sneaky winner, I think, of this offseason as a big X receiver. I'm still, I'm still like kind of optimistic about Nico Collins' potential breakout season. You know, Robert Woods is your flanker, but he's like been in decline for two or three years now. Right. Uh, so, so, and he's coming, he's coming, an older player with the ACL in his recent history. John Mechie's coming back. John Mechie's been yeah. cleared to play, but he missed his entire rookie season. So, I think it'll be interesting to see who the, the three receiver set is. Who the, honestly, who the two receiver set is for the Texans? Because I don't think Tank Dell is going to be out there in two receiver sets. But Mechie profiles as a slot guy, so could it be Robert Woods? Uh, if he's, you know, they gave him a two year deal and he's a good blocker, so you think he'd be out there in two receiver sets with Nico Collins? But I don't know. The Tank Dell pick was definitely interesting for sure. 
So again, you mentioned five eight one sixty six. Um, I, I kind of like his like spirit of everything. You know what I mean? He he went to Alabama A and M small school. Then he went to Independence Community College before landing at Houston. So look, when you when that happens to you, I, I just I think it's fair to assume that this guy's got a little bit of grit um, to him. You know what I mean? And I think you kind of see that in his play style too. Look, his, his, I mean, long he's, he's is, the smallest dude in the draft and his name is, he goes by tank. Yeah. I, would I know. Say I love it. Some, <laughs> I would say he's got some, <laughs> some grit to him <laughs> for sure. I love it. 109 receptions, 1400 yards, 17 touchdowns his senior season there at Houston. I, he did not measure fast four four nine forty. Um, and it's weird, like a 10-1 broad jump, also not that great. Although I guess it's pretty good for 5'8". But, um, but just, I mean, just watch this guy play, man. Like the start-stop ability, the lateral agility. And, and he's going to contribute day one as a punt return guy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you talk true. about a way for this guy to get on the field, he's definitely, I would think he's absolutely their Houston's punt returner, you know, uh, from day one. Uh, and his, and, and like I said, that start-stop ability for me is is really fun to watch. So um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what role he plays in Houston. You're right. They, they, they go and get Robert Woods. Nico Collins has kind of sort of been um, the incumbent there. I, I, I don't know uh, if the coaching staff likes him or whatever it might be because he's a holdover. We'll, we'll see what the new coaching staff feels about Nico Collins. So we'll see you there. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, okay, so uh, we talked about Marvin Mins and Tank Dell uh, and, and Rasheed Rice here, but how about Jalen Hyatt uh, to the Giants there in the third round? Kind of was surprised yeah. that he was a Belitnikov winner, which surprised me. I was like, really? This guy's a Belitnikov winner? Okay. Anyways, uh, small guy uh, in terms of thin, slim, right? Six feet, 176 pounds. But, uh, but man, this guy can fly. He's got 4-4 speed and just a crazy 11-3 broad jump. So short area burst, man, is elite uh, here for Jalen Hyatt. But as you have profiled, he, he's got a little bit of work to do in terms of, the, um, in terms of route development. Yeah. Um, so I told you yesterday, there's like an ongoing argument in my mentions about – or because uh, somebody tagged me in <laughs> Dove, Dove Kleinman's mentions, uh, the Twitter aggregator, right. and, and uh, somebody asked, you know, I'm not going to trust this guy uh, to, you know, explains his process. Well, like, you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to be spending my time arguing and Dove Kleinman's mentions. Thank you very much about <laughs> Jalen Hyatt. Cause you know, Dove uh, kind of took out of context. The whole, have you seen the video of him working out? Yeah. Or maybe it was working as pro day, like with the Cowboys yep. uh, coach or whatever. He's like, you know, you got a speed with skills. He's like, I can run routes too. And like, then he goes out and runs routes on air and takes like, six seconds to get out of his curl route break, but (laughs) (laughs) nevertheless, nevertheless, don't catch me arguing in in Dove Kleinman's mentions. Uh, Anyways, but yeah, I mean, look, if Jalen Hyatt had went in the first round, I would have hated it. If if the Giants had taken him in the first round, I would have hated the pick. But like the fact they got him in the third round, it's like, okay, this, this makes complete sense because yes, the, the speed and the acceleration, I'm glad you mentioned that. The acceleration, I think, sometimes gets lost with him um, it, because he does have that. He just he does have to get better as a route runner. I don't know 
what he thinks, but he needs, he's got to get the technique and the timing down better. You look at the route success rate chart and great nine route. I mean, led the nine routes uh, or led the, led the class in nine route success rate, 73.3% by a country mile. You know, he yeah, could definitely insane. burn you deep. Um, 91.3% success rate on flat routes. Like he can get out of that. Like if he's got a clean release, which he had clean releases all the time in Tennessee, um, you know, getting into that flat route pretty quickly. The thing with Jalen Hyatt is he just, again, yeah, you don't get a lot of reps with him against press coverage. 4.8% of his routes were, um, against press. It, he's it's a, he's a developmental receiver because he comes from that Looney Tunes offense at Tennessee. And if you want to hear a full breakdown of it, go back and listen to our podcast about Jalen Hyatt earlier. You can find it in the feed like that. Uh, that's the full breakdown on it there. But it's a very weird scheme. It's a lot of stuff he's not going to do in the NFL in terms of the stack formations and being all the way on the sideline. Um, it, it's just not translatable NFL. There's not a lot of translatable Sunday NFL plays on Jalen Hyatt's tape, but there is a skill set. It's a speed skill set. Um, it's an acceleration based skill set that the giants definitely need, right? Uh, they definitely need team speed. I'm interested to see if they get him rolling on some like crossing routes and, you know, maybe jet sweeps and stuff like that. The giants receiver core is just so weird because it's they have lot. like, they have like a thousand slot receivers. Um, they have, <laughs> They have Sterling right. Shepard, my guy, yeah. um, you know, who on a one-year deal. We'll see if he can give them anything. We know the injuries there. They have right. Paris Campbell, another injury guy who's a slot receiver. Um, although I think he could maybe stretch the field as a flanker. Um, yeah. But you know, he's he's been a, he's been a slot guy. They have Wandale Robinson who's coming off a torn ACL, late torn ACL. Not expecting much from him, but he's like a gadgety bunny hop slot guy. I always forget they have Jamison Crowder on the roster, another bunny hop injury slot guy and then they have Jalen Hyatt who's like a, a speed slot guy in college maybe they see him playing outside but and then they have Darius Slayton and Isaiah Hodgins and I don't know man I, I kind of I liked Hodgins what he showed us last year yeah I kind of think he could he, he could be he could play inside but he could definitely be an outside guy too so um those two guys could be the outside receivers and then they have just a thousand slot receivers they could throw at you and obviously they have Darren Waller at tight end as well yeah, so I kind of feel like with with what they got there as pass catchers, Isaiah Hodgins, to me, uh, slots in very nicely um, as like an outside flanker guy, you know, like he's kind of like T. Higgins light, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wonder if Jalen Hyatt, they'll just try to force on the outside, uh, just run a bunch of clear out routes, you know, deep overs, whatever it might be for Jalen Hyatt, using, utilizing some of that speed. I think that would be pretty smart. Remember Paris Campbell, and I know this a million years ago and a million injuries ago, but he did run a 4-3-140. So yeah. again, if we're if you're looking for some team speed, you combine that with Jalen Hyatt, little Paris Campbell, uh, Hodgins is obviously uh, on the slower side. That's okay, mm-hmm. uh, but you mix in Darren Waller too, and you you've got a little blend of speed and power between Hodgins and Waller. Darius Slayton, um, as we mentioned, I just think is a professional wide receiver. Uh, not the best, not the worst, but I, he's just a professional man. Like you know, um, so again, if you wanted to work him as an outside X receiver, uh, as Jalen Hyatt develops too, I think that would be okay as well. Or if you just bring him in for, for running plays, you know, I think that would be all right too. Right. So they've got a little blend. I think now when you throw in Jalen Hyatt with a little bit of speed, a lot of power, a lot of power football could be played. Um, and, and you know what, at the end of the day, Matt, I just trust Brian Dable. I Me think too. he's gonna. Yeah. I think he's gonna figure it out. I think he's gonna put Jalen Hyatt in a place to succeed. Um, and I don't know what's gonna happen there. I don't know what the depth chart's gonna end up looking like. 
but I'm going to go ahead and put my trust in Dable, man. I, and I think Daniel Jones is going to make some splash plays. You know what? We didn't, we don't talk about this enough, but Daniel Jones has repeatedly, repeatedly from an analytic standpoint, from a film standpoint, shown you he can throw a very, very nice deep ball. He's really efficient over the top. So I think to find a guy to kind of help unlock that, because God knows they didn't have that dude last year, um, I think will help Daniel Jones uh, immensely as well. Yeah. And look, if Jalen Hyatt's biggest value to the New York Giants is that you're gonna have you're gonna line him up outside as a flanker and get a safety out of the box because you have yes. to respect his deep ball, his nine route ability. Um, look again, if that was a first round pick and you're saying, hey, he's gonna clear safeties out, that's like, <laughs> that's, uh, a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. But if he's a yeah. third round pick and that's the yeah. best thing that he's bringing, and like, okay, you've got a safety out of the box for Saquon Barkley, you've got a safety out of the box for Daniel Jones on rushing plays. Darren Waller get the safety out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. So, like, as much as the Giants receiver core is a little weird to look at, if, 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 if um, either Darius Slayton or Isaiah Hodgins can be an X receiver, and then if, if, if Jalen Hyatt can be a competent flanker receiver, I think it's still probably going to take a year. But if you get him out there occasionally, Mm-hmm. you know that stretches the field that's great and then one of these five slot receivers hits for them or like <laughs> or like one sterling shepherd is in september then paris campbell's in october jameson crowder's in november and then wandell robbins <laughs> is back and ready to go in december i mean i guess that that like that works too so uh, i can see the i can see the vision here i can see what they're trying to do these guys just all have to hit and stay healthy 